Smith. We welcome you to another edition. And, and we're looking uh, here in the Raymere studio to see how much is working and how much isn't. So those of you, um, those of you keeping score at home, let's see how good you are as we move through another scintillating, exciting edition of your Tony Basilio show. And it is your Tony Basilio show today. It's Certainly not my Tony Basilio show today. It is your Tony Basilio show today. Uh, Brian Hartman's here. Bino Jeff Henderson going to join momentarily. My voice is all chewed up from cigarettes, as the great um, Roger Daltrey once said. Actually, my voice is all chewed up from whatever's in the air, but uh, more power to it, as I say in the trade. It's a great day to be alive and well with us. Hey, Brian, uh, reach out to Bino and tell him to um, click in uh, when he gets a chance. For some reason, I'm not handshaking him. So, thank you. What a, what a, there he is. What a great weekend. Sports-wise, it was. Bino, Jeff, uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Brian. Hope you guys are well today. Doing outstanding, Tony. Good morning to you and Brianny boy. Bino, did you have a chance over the weekend, as I told you on Friday night, the thing drew like 5 million people, that women's game. It's crazy how good that Caitlin Clark kid is. Because she literally has an average basketball team around her. And she's like a freak show, Beanstar. I, I, I did watch uh, the South Carolina Iowa game, Tony, and uh, Caitlin Clark was as you advertised. Just uh, Larry Bird, really, really fun to watch basketball player. Yeah, like the like the Wayne Gretzky of women's basketballs. What she didn't get a chance to do that yesterday because I, I don't know the way that game was officiated. More power to those officials. They totally lost control of their championship game. But uh, why should anybody be surprised at that? I mean, college basketball is a very difficult game to officiate. And of course, the women's game is going to be bad when the when the men's game's a ter- terribly officiated game. So there you have it. Um, so we do have that. If you want to discuss that that deal, uh, go ahead, Brian. It it didn't it didn't hurt the scoring none. I mean, both teams shot fifty percent from the floor and better, mm-hmm. and one hundred and two eighty five. So that um, I think that's that's the kind of show people want to see when they I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Caitlin Clark could not play for Rick Barnes, though, because she doesn't play defense. He would never have her, Bino, which is a next-level line by me, but it's the truth. No offense to him. Uh, you you know, know, I've got a question. You, you bring that up. Yeah. If, if, if you gave – if you put Tennessee uniforms on that UConn team, the UConn men's team, Mm-hmm. And let Barnes coach them. Mm-hmm. How would they find a way to lose in the second round of the Sweet 16? They would find a way. I don't know how they would find a way, but brother, they would find a way. So we've got that to discuss. Bino's talk. Uh, Brian is uh, talking about the UConn deal, which is kind of remarkable. When you stop and think about it, you think about Tennessee's history in the NCAA tourney. UConn, uh, uh, 
know what's what well, you guys know what the line is tonight with San Diego State? They're like an odds on favorite to win tonight, right? They're like it's a heavy seven favorite. And a half seven and a half. Yeah. yeah, they're a heavy favorite yeah. to win. And I I think I would lay that. So they're work oh, they looked incredible Saturday night. They're working on their fifth national title in only nine sweet sweet sixteens. So they're they're winning every time they get to the sweet sixteen. They're winning the national championship half the time. That's totally absurd. In, in Tennessee terms, this we, we would be working on our fourth natty since 2000 because we've been there seven times. That's what they're doing. Uh, five natties in nine Sweet 16 appearances. Hello? And this has happened under now three different head coaches. And the crazy thing about UConn, living listener, is that when they don't win it and they're not in the tournament, they suck. And so we're back to that age-old Rick Barnes conversation of, you know, would you rather roll out of bed win 25 games, crap out in the tournament every year? You know, Or would you rather take a couple years off and every time you get to that round of 16, your fan base starts salivating because they know you are going to probably play for the whole thing. They're a seven seed this year. Yeah, they, this, they'll be the fifth non-number one seed to win a natty in that stretch. Four of those were UConn if it happens tonight. And I'm not counting the chickens on San Diego State, who I think had an incredible, uh, really stole the stole the uh, semifinal with that game. That that game with Florida Atlantic was terrific basketball. But go ahead, Bry. Yeah, and Jim Calhoun, every time they would have a bad season, he would have like some kind of ailment that he had to step aside for. Interesting. And – they uh, like Kuszewski, and, and also, you know, Kevin Ollie got fired. The coach who won him that last one. I actually found they played San Diego State before in the tournament. It was 2011. They played him in the Sweet 16, and that was Kawhi Leonard's final game as a, a college player. They beat him on their way to the Kimball Walker-led title, which is interesting. That's incredible. Brian Hartman breaking it down scientifically as he is prone to. So we've got that to discuss if folks want to discuss that. We've got the Kim Mulkey outfit and her display yesterday of whatever that was. She was displaying with running in the refs and bumping in the refs. I don't know if you guys watched any of that game yesterday, but how could you have like a legitimate sport when you let a head coach run up to a referee, bump, push and shove on a referee and nothing's called i mean i'm just i'm just wondering for a friend of mine at home i mean they let her bully them i mean bully so and anyway um all right let's get to kind of the the main event today which is the baseball team being star tennessee baseball vols who, Orange Throats right, 
Now, Matt Dixon and Orange Throat are coming out of two different, they're getting their ink out of two different wells here, okay? Matt quotes these numbers that include, like, all the pitching numbers that include, like, all the non-league games. And the Throtage focuses on straight-up SEC baseball for the ERAs and stuff. We got to face the facts here now. We're 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 three series in. It's a thirty. So we're a third of the way through, right? Is that where we are? Third of the way through the SEC schedule, basically. Thirty game schedule. We're nine yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. About a little less than maybe. Why don't you guys give me a letter grade for our starting pitching right now in league play, not against the Hoopties in league play. Bino, I'll start with you. Give, give me a letter grade for our ballyhooed, hyped, starting pitching. Uh, it, it, it would be a C minus, Tony. It's unbelievable. What are they doing, Bino? I mean, I'm just asking for a friend here. Like, what are we doing? Well, I I I don't know enough about pitching to tell you, Tony. Um, I I I think they. I think they've kind of lost their comfort zone as far as uh, they they knew they were going to get a bunch of runs scored last year. Um, they went out and just pounded the strike zone. This year, I think maybe they're being a little bit too careful. Uh, you know, I hear people that know talk about uh, may, maybe sliders being a little bit flat, that type of thing. Uh, I'm I, to be honest, I'm not overly concerned about our starting pitching. Mm-mm. Because we know who they are. Mm-hmm. We've seen who they are. And this is not who they are. Now, I don't think they will return to being as dominant as they were last year. But I do think that they will go back in that direction and pitch more like the guys that we saw uh, last year than what we've seen so far this year. What I- and if they, if they don't, then what we have to do is adjust to the fact that we've got a bullpen that's plenty good enough to take us through whatever struggles they have. If 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 the turnaround doesn't come, then at the first sign of trouble, get them out. Which Tony mentioned that Tony was not lolling you know, uh, around on that deal. His post game comments it, it, after LS, after the series. It also doesn't help the fact that I think Beam only gave up two earned runs because of errors the other day. Well, and that or else he me, might have had a very good start. Here's the weirdest thing about the weekend. And he would have lasted longer in the game, too, I, I imagine. I believe that LSU, I don't know a ton about the sport of college baseball, okay? But I believe that LSU, just like in women's basketball, they went out and got seven transfer players this year for Kim Mulkey for a $2.5 million investment. And so they they wanted to make her and it look good. Uh, and they went won a national championship, and I think their baseball team has taken the same cue. They're crazy down there. They're 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 quietly buying up sports, okay? And and they had a couple of uh, tremendously well endowed financially recruiting classes in basketball. That uh, I mean, let's face the facts here. You know, during the illegal recruiting days, but they were buying unbelievable talent. So LSU and baseball went out and got this Tommy Tanks guy who looks like, a, um, I don't know, a cross between uh, Percy Pringle, 
from uh, Phil Williams, Percy Pringle, Phil Williams, and a member of Leonard Skinner. Talk about a guy that's off-putting looking, just a total neck. No offense, Tom. But, you know, that guy stinks. After watching him, I'm glad we didn't get him. I'd take their center fielder, though, Beanstar, and I would take old uh, Skeener. I'd take the Skeener with the Heener. Yeah, there's no question. Those are two really, really good baseball players. Mm. Mm. I think, didn't Tommy White have injuries or something? Had a shoulder issue? Daddy, he might have. he's annoying. Yeah, I think that he didn't he's, have a... Uh, I, I don't think he's any third base. Maybe he is, and that's what no. I think he kind of demanded out there on the recruiting trail. We'll, we'll see. After uh, last season, can you imagine, guys? I'm watching Tommy White, and I'm telling Laura the other night, I'm like, and I'm talking to a buddy of mine, I'm like, you know, these guys, this white guy is so annoying. And, and Laura says, what do you think last year's team was like to the rest of college baseball? What kind of reaction do you think? Talking about Tennessee's team. What kind of reaction do you think they were eliciting from opposing fan bases? How many corks do you think were popped when uh, Notre Dame beat us last year, Bino? After watching Tommy White, we had like 30 of those guys last year on our roster. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the nation uh, mourned up until that time, and then they were just it was jubilation. Okay, here's everywhere what, except for here. Let me say this to you guys: I'm really confused, and I want the I want the listeners' input on this as well on this baseball thing. I'm really confused because we went and played the best team in the world. Should have won two or three. Maybe should have swept them. One small issue got in the way, Bino, of us sweeping them. Now, now we've got a ball club that generally, if you think about think about the sport of baseball, there are four components to it. You hit, you have to field, you have to pitch, and you have to be able to run the bases to at least a smart degree. Let's go through our let's go through our components, Bino, and the way we executed over the weekend. Are you ready? Help me out here. Yeah. Pitching, our starting pitching over the weekend wasn't even passable, but whatever. I mean, our long relief was A++++, and you can't ask for more from uh, Tennessee in total in that series, the way they pitched that LSU team. In their park, in front of those crowds, I mean, they Tennessee did not get blown out. They played really well. So from that facet, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I would I would say that we got we got passable starting pitching every day except for Saturday, every day except for Friday. I mean it was two to two. Yeah. Uh, on uh, e- even though we had some early struggles. Yep. Uh, Dolander has scrambled through those things. Yep. Uh, I, I have no problem with our starting pitching either uh, either Thursday or Saturday. Uh, Burns can't locate Burns his fastball. Had a rough day. He can't locate his fit. When he has those days where he can't locate his fastball, and these teams at this level, especially the Goodwins guys, get to sit on his um, get to sit on sit on his slider, they tee off on him. He's got to throw more fastballs, and he's got to command that fastball, or he's just he's an yeah. ordinary guy out there. I mean, I'm just calling it like it is. Yeah, 
Command has been has been an issue for both he and Dolander. It's weird. Dolander's been able to pitch through his command issues better than Chase has to this. Okay, point. so Bean didn't have help from his from his defense behind him. Let's go to the fielding piece. Fielding piece. There we go. It's one of our facets. What what letter grade, Brian? Do you give our? It looks like coach pitch baseball. That's what our that's what our fielding looks like. Coach pitch baseball. The well, coach, how many errors they made? Like what twenty? Sixteen was it? Sixteen errors and nine SEC games. Again, that's two a game. Yeah, we're back to these numbers. I'm you're, counting you're giving, SEC play. I agree with that, Brian. Yeah. You're giving teams extra outs, and you're also taking away when you get. And I know this isn't something we're on right now, but the base running is also factoring in. You're, you're really taking away runs from yourself, and then giving them outs. By uh, you could get by with maybe the base running stuff if, if you just would clean up the, the fielding. And Bean gave up two earned runs. I think he gave up seven runs, and he only two of them were on the other day. Or that game would have been a complete route. I watched the. Um the LSU broadcaster, the old school guy doing our our uh, Saturday game, right? And he's talking about how many hits we have, and then he says, but the Vols have made three errors, and I'm going, we've made three errors today. And the thing about Tennessee's errors is, Brian, a couple of those balls, they didn't count as errors. A couple of the balls where nobody gets a glove on the ball, they give somebody a double. Well, yeah, a ball just drops in between three guys. When no one knows who's going to catch it, double. It's like horse. the uh, Arkansas thing, but that cost him a College World Series that year. Horse hockey. To, Which, to Brad's point, though, uh, Bain was part of the problem. Uh, one of, tell, uh, Bain throwing there was was a, a big part. God, of that was the a problem. But was I would give uh, on defense. I, I would give. Uh, uh, I, I would give our outfield an A. I thought our outfield played extremely well, and that was my early season concern. Yeah, was defense in the outfield. Yeah, uh, you know our our infield was was probably a C minus to a D. Um, I, there's something I would like to walk back a little bit that I talked about Friday, Tony. I I do think I uh, uh, I'm I'm not taking back what I said that I think that we're probably a little bit less efficient at every infield position than we were last year. I, I, I stand by that. I came in too hard on Ahuna. I mean, I think I told Evan Russell the first time I talked to him that I thought, after watching him play a couple of games, that I thought that he was the best defensive in- shortstop we'd had since Condridge Holloway. Then after watching him struggle with some routine pop-ups and stuff like that, routine plays, uh, three weeks later, I'm saying we may have someone on the roster uh, that's a better defensive on the roster. That's a better defensive shortstop than him. So obviously, both of those things are not correct. It's somewhere in the middle, uh, and I, I'm going to watch him and, and hope that uh, hope that like our team, that he begins to do the routine things consistently. I I, I feel like watching us this week. I, I I got I drew so much hope from how we responded. In that situation, going down there and having a chance to win all three games yep. against the best team in the country in probably as raucous an environment as they're going to. So I feel better about us from that standpoint. Now we just have to start doing the little things consistently. I give us and literally. They I, didn't yeah. score. I, 
they they only scored five, six, and seven runs, right? Brian, I'm telling you, the Vols had a real <laughs> chance to score to 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 sweep. The they, Vols had a chance had to a sweep chance that to series. Win all three games than LSU had there to win is, all three games. No, Brian, there is no doubt. And LSU has to be sitting there. If you're an LSU fan, going, man, that Tennessee bunch because they're knowledgeable at the sport. Here we are sitting here today, talking about how our starting pitching is like a D to this point, which it is in the league. In the league, the defense is atrocious. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. You, you you won't call it what you want to call it. I'll call it what I want to call. It. It's atrocious. It's unacceptable. The base running is horrendous and stupid at times. The making the third out on the base path thing has to stop. Getting picked off first base. And getting picked off first base when you're not. The next guy up hits what would have been the game-tying homer. That was nice. And they're not running. (laughs) Exactly. And they're not going to run on that little (laughs) sawed-off catcher who can't hit his weight but is a great back there behind the plate. I mean, give me a break. Bino, the getting picked off first base thing. And then after it happened, we had two or three other guys that had really close calls over there. Here's an idea. Stand on the base. Quit it. It, it seems to be a new guy every time, Tony. It's ridiculous. So that we're going to pick, get picked off throughout the roster, and then we'll be good to go. Let's let's move forward. Bino, when you saw that ball, that pop-up go in the, up in the air the other day, right? And you saw... The Denton kid end up on the second base to first. Well, he ends up. He ends up. He ends up over there near Burke, and he's running up over the mound, which I've, I don't think in my whole life I've ever seen an infielder run over a mound. I don't think we've. I've ever witnessed that in any of these deals. What was going through your alleged mind? Somebody that's played like a million softball, baseball. Whatever. Well, it, it it made me crazy at the time that it happened, of course, Tony. And then I saw, and then when Christian Moore drifted back and, and misplayed another one, and then they hit a ball to right field uh, that uh, went over Christian Scott's head. My gosh. I, I know now that the ball, I, from seeing those three plays, there's no question in my mind now that the wind drifted the, the pop-up that fell between everyone. It started out over where it looked like that it should be Denton's play or Huna's play, and it drifted over. Uh, and in Christian Moore, who ran all over the field catching pop-ups the night before to try to keep a Huna from having to catch one, uh, stood there and watched that one drop. I, I actually put that more on more than I do on Denton. The ball was drifting on Denton. Someone needed to tell him. Someone needed to call him off and make that play, and the guy that needed to do it was Moore. And then LSU second baseman, to your point, just to be fair to the baseball team here, who who fielding wise at this point are not—they're just not adorning themselves in glory. They're just not. But yet, I walk out of that series extremely encouraged, and and I'm not happy with I'm not happy with Tony Vitello at the end of game two. You have a chance to win a game there. You cannot send a guy up there who can't hit. I mean, no offense to that poor kid from Cincinnati, 
But the way I would describe him at this point in time is a guy that's in his own head does not belong in that spot unless you're out of options. You don't just grab him from, and I love Tony. What are you doing? I mean, what are you doing, Tony? It was so uh, frustrating in the moment. He'll be on tomorrow, by the way. Well, Lottie Dottie, what are we doing? He can ask him. What are we, I mean, why, why, Bino? Why would you pinch hit a guy who, Matt had the number today in his TLD uh, logistics baseball report, and Matt's going to drop a podcast later today. But why would you put a kid up there who hasn't had a hit in, I mean, he hasn't had a hit in three weeks. He's one for 23 in Lake Play, Tony. Okay. And, are, and you call, was, Bino, are you calling his number there? Tell the truth. Are you calling uh, his number? Uh, Probably, probably not, okay. Tony. He looked so overmatched against Skeens. Of course, a lot of people are going to look that way against Skeens, but uh, I, I, I know what Tony's trying to do is is try to put him up there in a situation to to where maybe he he snaps out of this. Now, you know, I, I've questioned some other things that he. I mean, he he dropped Denton down to ninth. Boom, that worked. Yep. Put Booker out there. Uh, in game three, uh, which I never would have done, boom, he gets three hits. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's, he's had some success doing some things that look like maybe you shouldn't do, but no, I, I probably after, after his first game where he looked so overmatched, I, I don't know that I go to him, to him there. So he's sure. got a real, so he's got a real feel. Was it a righty lefty situation? Was it was he putting a right hander up there against a left handed pitcher? I, I don't remember. Yeah, we'll have to ask pitching. ER about that. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was a turnaround deal. And, you know, he's limited in right handers that we we don't we just don't have a lot of right hand hitters. Nah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I just don't under I just the Booker thing's really interesting, right? So here's a guy, another guy that's been kind of in the soup, right? You throw him out there, he plays the game of his life yesterday, or Saturday. Yeah. I reward him with a start Thursday against Florida. I, I see if I can keep it going with him. Because at some point, if you can unlock that guy, you'd have a great baseball player. Well, that's obviously what they've always believed, Tony, because he's gotten chance after chance after chance. So the tools are there. Uh, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's a turning point for Booker was uh saturday i'm gonna roll to the phones at 865-200-5402 so we've got the national championship game tonight with uconn which is kind of sad that uconn crashed the non-regal party because five national championships since 99 makes them sort of a regal school doesn't it even though they don't feel regal because, again, they win a national championship, disappear for two years, win a national championship. Win a national championship, disappear for three years, win a national championship. I mean, heck, during this span, we picked them off and blew them out. To tell you everything you need to know, we picked them off and blew them out down in, uh, down. I think that game was in Birmingham, wasn't it, during the Bruce Pearl days? No, that was during Jerry Green's team. That, that oh, that was the Green Gene days. Okay, that was uh, that was Khalid Elamine. That they were coming off a national championship that year, and Elamine was kind of hobbled, and he wasn't 
100 percent yeah in the game really tennessee kind of dominated them from the start but you know another thing about uconn i wanted to point this out yeah they don't they kind of don't get the espn hype machine because even though espn is in their state they play their conference games on fox and fox sports one mostly so you didn't hear espn really talk much about them during the season they play in the dark almost yeah and the Big East isn't what it was once. No, and I think they, they, uh, I think they've only been back in the Big East a couple of years because they they went to the American Athletic Conference the year they, I think, won it under Ollie, and played there in the dark. And the Ollie thing ended so strangely, him filing a lawsuit against them and blah 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 blah. I mean, and now they're back in the national championship game. And the truth is, they blew the doors off Miami the other day. I mean, they look so much better than anybody else in the tourney right now. It's not even funny. Yeah, that's, they've had a strange journey, Tony. They, if you watch them in December, I watched them a couple of times in December and thought, if that's not the best team in the country, I don't know who is. Then they, they kind of made us forget about them with a real bad start to, to Big East play. And now they're back playing like they looked in December. Well, they took Alabama apart in December. I mean, they got beat them by fifteen. They got such such a deep, talented, uh, athletic basketball team, and guys making shots. I mean, it's crazy. And Sunoco down below. Sunoco, you got Sunoco, you got Mobile, you got Texaco. I mean, they're jam. They're unbelievable, Andy. Let's go to the phones. Do you guys see where that national semifinal game, close to 5 million people tuned that thing in that night that uh, uh, Dawn Staley got dispatched, Beanstar? Close to 5 million people watched that game. Yeah, this has to be really good for the women's game, Tony, what, uh, uh, what, what occurred this weekend. There was no Tennessee, no UConn. It's incredible. Either. No. <laughs> It just goes to show you, though, the power of a superstar. Because Caitlin Clark is that. I mean, she's she's unreal. The way she can let a ball go from... They said her average average three ball in the tournament was 28 feet, y'all. Did you see that? She shoots the ball from 30, 35 feet, being star. Pulls up anywhere and shoots it. Well, I wouldn't have watched more than five minutes without her. And that's I the point. The entire, I watched the entire game uh, on Friday and, and watched it, at least half the game on Sunday. And that's that's about five more quarters than I've watched in 30 years. Amen. And, and me too. People were like last week, they said, you're doing a radio bet. I was like, no, you got to tune. And a couple of my friends text me and said, man, you're right about this. This is freaky how good this kid is. And I'm like, you know, I, I told you. I think she scored or assisted on more points in the NCAA tournament by herself than Iowa's football team scored all season. Think about that at Iowa, how unwatchable. I mean, they literally play, well, I hate to say this, but it's football there. You know, my no, bad guy. For, my bad guy for calling it that. Bino, football. 
that make me a bad guy, Bino? Yes. You're just not in, because that San Diego State's gotten there being a playing the style of basketball. Same thing, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's very similar to me, Tony. To it you is. now, he does. Uh, they they he he allows certain players to be a little more one on one on the offensive end. Uh, than we allow in in our scheme. Um, oh yeah, but it's 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 very similar. We're all swallowing in our scheme. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Hello and welcome into our first call on a Monday. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? Dub your lot lot happened this weekend, like you said, Tony. Uh, I got a question specifically for Bino. Uh, I played softball, and I was mainly the pitcher back when we had competitive teams. Tom nice. I saw one of them. And uh, if there was a, hit, a pop-up in the infield like that, me, the pitcher, called who should catch it. Can that be done in baseball? Tell the pitcher, if you see what's going on, tell the name who should catch it. Be no. Well, one, one thing I've never understood uh, about baseball is they they act like a pitcher should never catch so true. a pop-up in the infield. Took words out of my mouth. Uh, yeah. More, more times than not, especially in college, these guys are – The best athlete. Some of the best athletes – have been some of the best athletes on their high school team, played other positions other than pitch – I guarantee you they yeah. can catch a pop-up. Uh, so what they yeah. should do is just let him catch it, and everybody else stay the heck out of the way. Uh, but they they don't do that very much. In fact, so, on uh, our team, Bino, you know, what they ought to do is let the pitchers patrol. Anything around the mound is theirs. Anything out and including behind second base and shortstop is theirs. Well, <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm I, talking I, I about even that they're if a shortstop and a second baseman are running toward a pop-up near second base, when I was a pitcher, I would yell who should catch it. W. Lynn, I, when that kid on third ended up 30 feet, over the he was 30 feet from first base, and that ball falls, and he was nowhere near the ball when it fell. <laughs> that made me so freaking mad. Oh, me too. And the I guy mean, runs home. He's on second. Oh, it's, jog, you know. jogging home. And the worst part you about know. it, the worst part about it, and good on the guys doing the thing on ESPN, Kyle Peterson saying, hey, in this sport, error. we need to figure out a way to have a team error. Because that's E10 right there. Because these pitchers totally are being agree. saddled. These pitchers are being saddled with runs that aren't runs all over that sport. You talk about some inflated ERAs. Yeah, I mean, you're getting doubles on balls that are hitting on the pitcher's man. <laughs> get out of and here. In my opinion, W. Lynn, and I'll ask Evan this today. In my opinion, okay. the guy that should take charge there and tell who to catch the ball is the catcher. That's who okay. should take control of that. But, Bino, how can the catcher see the ball? The pitcher. The catcher's the only one. The catcher's the only one that can see everything. But the well, pitcher, Bino. You know, the pitcher's sort of. He's falling down as he's throwing the pitch, so he may not see it off the bat. 
But that fool was down. in the He's air so long that he could have turned around and said, hey, he could eat a ham today. sandwich. <laughs> yeah. You know, more, more, catch it. You know, whoever's yep. over there, you know. Uh, in, the catcher's the only one that can see everybody, guys. Everybody else is looking I up know. at the ball. If he, you out, if he runs out there, he, somebody should do it. One of the two. And then that second one that went in the air over there to Moore, you knew damn right well that thing was falling. And it wasn't even his yeah. fault. At that point, it's just like, thank goodness there weren't any more of them, W. Lynn, because if they'd have popped four or five more up, you know what would have happened? Four or five more, whatever you want to call them. Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> Without touching a glove. Hey, the kid from uh, LSU, to, 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 to be fair to our team, had a ball that started out on second base, and he ended up on the other side of the bag catching the ball going away. And then it blew back toward him, and then it blew back, you know. Yeah. So the wind was nasty, no doubt about it. Before I move on to uh, to basketball, I want to talk about uh, Mardi Gras Mulkey. Oh, my gosh. I want to say we got one out of three at, at LSU. We need to show up in force. It's another one of those third. In force. In force. In force. So we got to jump on Florida's. Uh, this, uh, this, this guy that... Uh, who did Burke compare this guy to? Hideo Nomo, you know? Because I know he didn't compare that guy to Otani, that guy at Florida that got lit up. I think this one was Babe Ruth. I'm yeah, that's you. embarrassing, Berkey. It's an embarrassing <laughs> compare. You should have stuck with your Skeens comparison to Otani, Berkey. <laughs> but but that, that Mardi Gras monkey in your uh, outfit, uh, I mean, <laughs> what in the hell was that? And did you get a couple of glimpses of Natasha on the bench, the dark-haired woman? I love Natasha, a.k.a. Morticia. Oh, Morticia, I'm sorry, yes. Morticia. Yeah, that was, uh, that was something else. But, uh, you know, I, I might have lost count, but starting with the end of the first half into the second, I think LSU banked in three three-points. Oh, uh, it was just meant to be. The kid with the orange hair. Who I think's a, a COVID, uh, COVID. I think she's a closet Tennessee Vols fan because she's got tennis, a Tennessee orange wig on, which yeah, might be one does. of the silliest looking things I've ever seen. But hey, it works for it. It's got a good beat and she can dance to it. I certainly ain't going to make fun of anybody's hair at this point. Uh, she did not score the previous two games. She had 18 points in the first half. That's called It's Our Day, It's Not Your Day. And coupled with this officiating, you're going home. Because when they called that fourth foul on Caitlin Clark, a technical, for not saying a word and rolling the ball back uh, behind her back, Bino, that's got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in sports. Dumb. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, Did you see that? I mean, gosh, do you want your game to grow? Do, do, do you want your game to grow? That'd be like calling that on Michael Jordan in, in Game 7 of the, in the championship. It would be. Because she is the Jordan of their deal. I mean, she was the deal. W. Lynn, close to 5 million people watched Friday night. Unprecedented numbers. Unprecedented, W. Lynn. It was unprecedented. And she's and incredible. Today we can get back there. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it might, oh, we're light years from those teams. I don't know when it'll happen, but they're we another, did beat LSU in the tournament. They're in another SEC galaxy. Tournament. They're in another galaxy. 
I know. Far, I know far away, are. W. Lynn. But I appreciate you. Thank you. Brian, how far are the Lady Vols from what we witnessed in the Final Four? That Virginia Tech team, all those clubs. I say light years at this well, point. They're really, uh, they're, they're really proud of how far they came this year as far as making yeah. Sweet 16. Adams but, couldn't believe uh, that. I, I think that I think that they they don't they're just not um, you know think about this for a second LSU was a three seed their non conference schedule was atrocious they scheduled easily because they wanted to ease those girls in they didn't think they'd be this good ease on down think the road. about that for a second nine and they're going to be better they're, they're going to be better next year probably ease on ease on down the road ease on down think about it. Brief timeout, we come back. Get some more phone calls in, 865-200-5402. More phone calls as we come back right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. 
over 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Benjamin Sanders with the Columbia Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis is hosting its annual Sporting Clays fundraiser at the Murray County Gun Club on Saturday, April 15th. Columbia Kiwanis supports the Imagination Library in Murray County for children's literacy. Shooters of any age and skill are welcome to shoot, either as a team or an individual. Scholarships are available for youth to participate. Find us on Facebook, check out our website, or call Suzanne Ganser at 615-939-1928. We hope you join us for this great event. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Been a walk it back uh, Monday so far for uh, Bino Jeff Henderson. 865-200-5402, the number if you want to join. Tonight's national championship game, San Diego State. Bino, you give San Diego State a chance tonight or no? Are they going to get run over and overwhelmed by that talent that that team has? I, I I just don't think anyone can play with UConn, Tony. It's crazy. Now, you know, it, it's if someone maybe maybe San Diego State is finally the team that gets them into a close game late. Yep. Uh, you know, so and we we haven't seen them have to handle that yet. So, but I I, I just think that I think UConn's been the class of this tournament from the start, and it's shown. Guys, do you realize 
and the living listener how close Florida Atlantic came from playing for a national championship? Close as you can come. I mean, Florida freaking Atlantic. You know, I, I don't think UConn has trailed in the Sweet 16 or beyond. Wow. They, they actually, I think they the first couple rounds were a struggle more so. I think they trailed by, in both games. They haven't even been challenged, Rick Bonds. But in the, yeah. once they got through that pressure of getting to the Sweet 16, they have. I don't think they've trailed. They haven't even been challenged, to Bino's point, to your point. Because everybody keeps saying, well, Charlie Guy can't coach. And all you get to do is get him in a close game and he'll prove it. Well, it's one small problem. When I'm 25 points ahead of you, he has to prove anything. You talk about something that's on cruise control. All he's got to do is roll the basketball out there. And this Sonogo guy, these guys are going crazy. They look like a pro team the other day against uh, Miami. And Miami has a really nice basketball club. That's a shame to get to that spot like Miami and just get blown off the floor. But when a team's executing like that on offense and then doing it on defense as well, and a team's that good and that motivated, forget about it. Boy, my Phillies are off to a great start, Bino. We've got you guys for three tonight, beginning tonight. We're throwing a bullpen game tomorrow, Bino. I love modern baseball. I'm for it, as my brother Steve likes to say. Are you freaking kidding me that we're five games into the season, we had an off day on Friday, and those damn clowns are throwing a bullpen game tomorrow up in New York? A bullpen game, Bino. What are we doing with modern-day baseball? What are we doing? What have we done to these starting pitchers? Are they going to break? Uh, no, no, they're not going to break unless it happens when they're sitting over there watching the rest of the game in the sixth inning. Back to the phones we <laughs> A bullpen game? <laughs> it's such a farce. We're 0-3. After two games, people say, Tony, why are you acting the way you act on the air? I'll tell you why. After two games, the Phillies uh, (laughs) surrendered as many runs to open the season as they had since 1898. Oh, your team won last year. Yeah, they won. They got hot for two weeks. They tortured me for six months. Tortured. (laughs) Let's go to the phones. Back to this again. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, thumbs up, thumbs up for a Kim Mulkey in that lavish outfit she wore yesterday. Did you find her, did, now don't you tell me the truth, do you find her attractive? No. Huh? No. I don't find, you know, I'm being honest with you. Buddy. I love it. No, she's not going to make your, because she's 60, so she would be on the. Uh, still has standards, Tony. <clears throat> Get out of here. Well, I don't know. Kim Mulkey's got a provocative way of dressing. I'll say that for her. And now, one thing she can't claim is that she doesn't make it all about her. Her antics yesterday overshadowed the game. Bill, when she ran at that one ref and, and she shoved her and pushed that ref out of the way to show what was going on on the court, Bino, are you allowed to put your hands on on referees in other sports, or am I imagining things that she just gets away with whatever she wants to get away with over there? Uh, I, I I didn't think you were supposed to put your hands on referees. Okay, I mean she did everything but choke this uh, gal around the neck. 
She's going to do a demonstration like that. The referee said, yeah. And then she got elbowed like this. Boom. Boom. You Call like that? You, you like that to the ref? She got elbowed like that. You like that? Do you like that? <clears throat> and, you know, and, and on another note, Tony, when it comes to looks, Caitlin Clark looks like somebody beat her with an ugly stick. She's oh, not really hell. that attractive. <laughs> and, an, and, an, and another one that I could put in that on that list on that, that played on that Iowa team. Wait a second. Uh, uh, today's commentary presented by Seniors Bashing College Juniors dot com. Go ahead, Bill. Continue your there's this, phone there's this there's the center for this Iowa team that looks like she could play the role of a bodyguard in a mob movie. Monica Susano is her name, and that is again, we're back to this Italian slurring nonsense again, Bill. <laughs> Tony don't do this to me. Well, but but why did at, you bring up the Italian girl in a mob movie? She would be. She would be. A Your conduct person. today is boorish. Change the subject. Oh, okay. Speaking of Italian, I made my other Italian buddy mad this morning. Well, you don't say. I mean, what did, what did you do? You have gunpowder on your Wheaties today? You know, when he answered the phone, you know what I did? I yelled, S-C-C, S-C-C, S-C-C. And guess what he done? The dial tone zone. That's what he gave me, Tony. The dial tone zone. Wait a second. You mean to tell me he hung up on you? Yeah. Man, that, how did it make you feel when he hung up on you? I busted out laughing. Well, start laughing. Hello and welcome into our next call. Don't you ever call this show and say that Caitlin Clark got beat with an ugly stick, you clown. Tony, anytime, uh, anytime I think about making funny base looks, all I do is, is look take in the a mirror. quick glance at my latest driver's license. Uh, it's, it is un- I look literally like a guy that needs to register in your neighborhood on my driver's license. Hey, uh, who are the people registered in your neighborhood? Let me give some young people some sage advice. Yes. Do not go 35 years between changing the picture on your driver's license. (laughs) It it is not good. Who are the people registered in your neighborhood? Go ahead, Bri. Here's a uh, Olivia Olivia Nakomwa is entering the NBA draft. He also entered the transfer portal, but he could return to Tennessee. But he he's kept not. his options open and showed the pass for seniors yeah, with eligibility. He's, he's not. So re- Mike Wilson said that. Yeah, he's I, not you know, returning. Not Mike, 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 no. Mike, 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 Mike. He's not coming back to Tennessee. Come on, guys. Quit pretending. Let's go. Vesco is the only one. Welcome back. Hello and welcome into our yeah. next call. Um, uh, Tony. Uh, did, did Olivia Nakamwe also enter the NFL draft or the uh, – Great uh, line. Publishers MLB, Publishers, Publishers Clearinghouse. Publishers That's a good line. Yeah. What else is he going to enter? The yeah. military uh, draft. Titan, <laughs> Columbia House. Exactly. Uh, Titans Bill. What is up with that, dude? R- ripping on Caitlin Clark, man. I mean, that I, I am ill about that. Man. I don't like that. I, just, I don't think. I think that's a. I think that's a Ooh. cheap shot. 
on eight continents, and uh, you can't say that about that, her. That, that is a cheap shot from way downtown as far as Caitlin Clark can drill, drain those threes. Um, I mean, what, is, what are we doing, people? I don't understand it. Uh, so, yeah, yesterday, the rest, uh, rest, uh, I just, I just tuned in, unfortunately, for that last comment by Titan's Bill. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the rest really kind of, uh, robbed us of a, what could have been, I, I don't think, I guess LSU was just on, as, as, uh, NBA Jam's video games used to say, they were just on fire. Yeah, they're making everything. But yeah, to your to your point, um, you can't call the stuff they were calling yesterday on the best player in the world. I mean, you just don't do that. Yeah. You got to give her some def. She's the reason that five times the people that normally watch six times, seven times, eight times. The numbers are un- they're astounding how good they are. Staggering. She's the reason. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Did you know who Caitlin Clark was before, say, like the Sweet Sixteen? No, no. I, 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 I never heard of her. Was before two weeks ago. I, I knew who Holly Van Lift was about two weeks ago when she, uh, yep. when that one girl said she was going to whoop her. Uh, yep. She grabbed her. Yeah. She said, "Say that again to my face. Say that to my face." Pop, she told. Pop. Pop. Which I love. Uh. But that that was uh, I mean I, I I guess it didn't matter when you got some you know kind of off the bench person coming in and making no. what was it like seven threes or some some insane number but it really was it really it, it was really a travesty that that's the way they decided to roll on that game because if that if they had not have uh, if, if if those two ref, if those three refs hadn't put Sonano and Caitlin Clark in foul trouble. That could have been a really dope game going into No the last. question. It would have been wild in the last five minutes because you'd had Caitlin Clark out there with a chance to shoot the shoot the J. Even as bad as they were, they got to within seven. Uh, even as much foul trouble as they had. Now, hey, and you give the the kid from LSU credit who closed it out for oh, them. Yeah. She yeah. makes shot after shot after shot. I mean, it was uh. That was some high-level basketball yesterday. That was a very fun game to watch. It's been that, and then um, Brian passed the Dutcher to the left-hand side. Yeah. Uh, him, the, those, were, those were two amazing. Uh, the, Great the Friday story. Game, yeah, the Friday game between uh, South Carolina and um, Iowa. And then, uh, I mean, I was kind of rooting for the Owls. But but Brian passed the Dutcher. Uh, I'm I'm happy for him, and uh, I I guess we're all rooting for for them over freaking Bobby Hurley's brother. I am. I, I don't know. I want to see San Diego State cut him down tonight. I don't know if they can withstand the onslaught that's coming from from this. Uh, I, I just never seen a, fr- uh, a any kind of franchise in any sport program, whatever you want to call them, like you're saying college hoops. Three different coaches. Mm-hmm. All going in the back door, all just ripping through the tournament, uh, yeah. and, and 
in the middle, the the mid seeds. It's been them. It's happened five times. Four of the times has been them. How? Tony, I, I, well, I I don't know. It, it can't be you know. It can't be experience because it's not Jim Calhoun. It's not. Uh, but I, I don't know. There's just something about UConn. I I just. But I have two questions. Uh, maybe you already answered. I, I I wasn't able to listen to the first hour. Did you do you know what the numbers were for the women's game? Uh, maybe like Friday and Saturday. Four point four point six million people, close to five million people viewed the Final Four game. The South Carolina uh, Iowa game by far is the most watched game in the history of college women's college basketball, and it's not close. Wow, that's that's really cool. And being, was Bino one of those people? Bino watched the whole thing from pillar to post, despite yeah. telling me that night. And and Bino's comment about Caitlin Clark is what, Bino, to those just joining? Uh, she's worth, she was worth watching. She's she's a terrific player. Unbelievable. Anybody can pull up from 35 feet and shoot a ball like that on a dime? Yeah, yeah. And the way she sees the floor, and that's our thing, the way they officiated the game yesterday, they did not allow her team to get into transition at all. They they completely, those officials got completely in the way of that game. Yeah, those three, I don't know. That was I, atrocious. This is the best in your sport? Zach attack? Hey, thank, thank, thank you, brother. I got hey, it wrong. Thank hey, you. Hey, hey, hey. I have a hard break. I'm sorry. I love you, but I got to do this. I got to keep it legal and large. Because Snoop Dogg is the man in charge last night at WrestleMania. It's been turned over now to the Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller, for the display. And we might have to have a ruling on Titan Spell's conduct on here. Because now he's now been cut off of two shows today. I wonder if he laughed at him getting cut off of this one, like he did that one. Maybe not. I'm going to ask Bino if he knew that that was coming. Bino, did you know, as TLD Logistics, uh, extra innings is coming up in a mere matter of moments. Bino, did you know Titans Bell was about to get it? Uh, yes. I, I know that Titans yeah. Bell's time was short. Back to it the phones. Too, it's good of a, yeah. too good of a chance. His, too easy. his conduct on here is it's reprehensible. I mean, I love Bill, and I want him to be a caller in good standing, but... I mean, geez, Louise. Hello, and welcome into our next call. You think Titans Bill hadn't had his diapers changed today? I mean, what in the world, dude? I mean, <laughs> this is a guy that lusts after eighty and ninety-year-old women. <laughs> really, Titans Bill? Caitlin Clark's not uh, unattractive. Beautiful girl. Yeah. I mean, you need to. When you see his number come, you need to route route him down to Nashville. He always wants to talk Titans anyway. No, nobody wants to talk Titans on this show. I do. I love the Titans. They're my team. No, you don't, Tony. They're my team in the AFC. Yeah, they are. Uh, talk about your feelings. We got really close a couple years ago. <laughs> They weren't even blog worthy this week today, were they, Tony? Who's that? The Phillies. Got... No, I'm not blogging. I don't bore people. 
<laughs> they got close this past year, too, to winning the AFC South. Who did? I might have the Titans. Now that matters, that AFC South title. That's, people really <laughs> remember. People really remember who won that. You may have to bring back suspensions, Tony. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm about to put Titans Bill in the Cosby Cattleman uh, column. <laughs> yeah, to that call, any more calls like that, he might need to be. That was a real atrocious display by him, if, I he, know if I can say so myself. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, the baseball balls look pretty good. Yep. Uh, they could have they won all three. Uh, despite, despite Tony Ball's coaching and Hoonis fielding, but, uh, really unfortunate display by Bino Friday, Friday. I, I, <laughs> I see what you're doing there, and I. I, I ripped Tony Voss coaching, and Bino rips Ahuna's fielding. His decision in a game that's on the line to put that merit kit up there. You might as well call Tony Basilio's name, 1985, when I had my Foster Grant lenses when they would change, and it was a, it was uh, up at Kennett High School. Uh, it was a, uh, I had an aluminum bat in my hand. Steve Balaban was pitching to me. He was a high draft choice of the, uh, of the Yankees. Big kid, six feet, whatever, firing fastballs. My glasses at dusk were pitch black dark. I couldn't see a damn thing in that batter's box. I didn't dare tell my coach at Sonny Skiles. I just went into the batter's box and took my medicine, and he goes, what are you swinging at? When I went to the dugout, and I said, Coach, I don't know. I didn't see a, I didn't see any of it. It was literally <laughs> like having Ray Charles in the batter's box. No offense to me. <laughs> and, and by the way, that is what Griffin Merritt looked. Bino, did he look uh, hitterish to you in game two in that series? Uh, and game, game one... Like I said, he looked totally overmatched. Was it game one that they brought him out there or game two? I thought it was game well, two. Well, game one, he started against Skeens, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then game two is when they – I'm talking about that pinch hitting uh, uh, opportunity. Uh, Tony. You know how it is in baseball, Tony. They get people getting funks. Bino, is he in a funk or is he like overmatched? What's going on with him? Well, I, I, again, the only time I've seen where he looked overmatched was against Skeens, and a lot, a lot of people will look that way. But uh, yeah, he's 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 off to a rough start. He he needs he needs some things to go his way here. So, do you play him in this series with Florida, Bino, or are you putting Kyle Booker out there in left field? Well, I, I think that I think that Booker's going to play against right hand pitchers, and Merritt's probably going to play. Uh, against left-hand pitchers would be my guess going forward, but I, I don't know. Freddie Jack? You know, the, softball, the softball team, the, the leadoff hitter, they got a transfer from Oklahoma. She started way, way over 400. Now she's down to almost 300. She's really struggling. I don't know. They had to gut out two out of three wins over the weekend. They got they talk about a team that got their resolve pushed, which in this league, in baseball and softball, you know, you're you're playing the best week in and week out in this deal. And that LSU team is absolutely elite. I mean, we got six run leads in that third game, and I'm sitting there going, add on, add on, add on, get to ten, get to twelve. You know, they 
they were they were one swing from making that really interesting. I'm telling you, Bry, they kept coming now. Oh, they're good. They got they. I mean, but we can play with them. Like Absolutely. And there's, I mean, Vanderbilt's putting up big numbers, and Florida's been putting up some big numbers. Yep. There's a lot of offense in this league. A lot of offense. You have to look at look that's at the Italian guy. Isn't that Italian guy the two way player in Florida? Yeah, they. You know what they say about him? He's a next Otani. Yeah, I heard that from a couple people. He looked like the next Hideo Nomo this uh, this past <laughs> weekend. Yeah, we'll see you here Thursday, Friday, and say, well, how do you pronounce his last name? Paisan. Oh, okay. Castig- Castigli. <laughs> Give it to me, Bri. You butchered it last week. <clears throat> Berkeley cracked on you. Castiglione. Oh, gosh, Brian. He's a great player. He's a big old guy, too. Big, big old Paisan. Yep. A lot of meatballs yeah. in that kid. You gonna have uh, Berkey on uh, before the series? Oh, of course, yeah. If he blesses us with his time, he's coming in for the series. Maybe he'll and speak to us. Does it get any better than Berkey and Tony Valls? No, it can't get any better. I mean, by the way, uh, Tony Valls comes on tomorrow. What time, Bry? In the first he'll hour, eleven ten. First block, first hour. So we can be first block, first hour. You haven't had first him block. on in a little while, have you? No, he's been mad at me. Oh, well, you rip you rip him about every day. Well, when the shoe fits, wear it, you know. <laughs> Here's an idea. When a pop-up goes 300 feet in the air, can we catch a freaking thing? Or I, I got it. We're the only team that has wind. Is that it, Bino? You guys want to use wind as an excuse? We're the only team? I, I, I just told you what happened. I didn't tell you the ball shouldn't be caught. Oh, okay. I told you the wrong person tried to catch it. So we're the only oh, team that has wind. Okay. How disheartening do you think it would be to be a starting pitcher on our team and see that you've induced a pop-up? <laughs> yeah, it's not our strength. All right, guys. Have a good day. Love you. Thank you. Needless to say, I don't think Titans Bills winning the copper card for the call of the show. I, I don't think he's, uh, I think he's incurring the wrath of this crowd right now. Poor Titans Bill. As we continue on the other side, I mean, Titans, Bill, rather unfortunate display by you. Evan Russell coming up, shall we say, a little later on this hour into our extra time, overtime, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. It all is. It's uh, Tennessee baseball extra innings with the great Evan Russell. We come back after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late-model, low-mileage, one-owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I am at Foodland in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. It is clean, bright, and stocked with everything you could possibly want from a grocery store. I am speaking with Miles Johnson, manager here. Miles, what's happening at Foodland this week? Well, this week we have some really good things going on, just like T-bone steaks, four ninety nine a pound, Boston butt pork roast, dollar seventy nine a pound, five pound bag of golden potatoes, three ninety nine each, green cabbage, forty nine cents a pound, and sun drop twelve packs, two for nine. Oh wow! And Miles, I'll tell you a tale. I stopped by here Saturday. 
Saturday. Got the fellas in the back to cut me two inch and a half pork chops. We had them this weekend. They were absolutely delicious and the price was quite reasonable. Your meat department is known far and wide. I'm glad to hear that. They do a great job. Miles, talk about your days now. We're open seven days a week, open from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. here at 427 West 7th Street, right next to the post office. Okay, folks, I am here at Foodland in Columbia, Tennessee, beautiful downtown Columbia, talking with Miles Johnson, manager. Miles, have a great mule day and a great week. Thank you. You too. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. National championship game tonight. Florida in town on Thursday. My Tennessee Smokies back starting their season this weekend. Aris Extra Dry is going to join us tomorrow, along with Ballier Kid, when you say his name. Aris Extra Dry joins tomorrow, along with my main man, Tony Vitello. Him and Aris tomorrow, along with TGMD, the great Matt Dixon. It's going to be an incredible week around here. Tomorrow over on the blog, over at... uh, tclub.team check out that blog every day tomorrow on the blog we are going to uh, break it down scientifically uh, on some tennessee hoops recruiting because they're active in the transfer portal they've got to be and they've got to get at least two and who knows maybe more depending on how things go uh with uh, phillips and a few other folks on the roster but uh, they're involved with a young man out of the Ivy League uh, forward who we talked about today. And by my count, a good six or so uh, guards. So we'll see how it goes. Thus far, letter grade for them, Bino, out of the transfer portal in the transfer portal era is? What's the letter grade on Barnsey in the transfer uh, a couple years into this deal? I'd say that's uh, D. Yeah, say Adiza. I gave the man an A last week for his coaching job, which I know is a lot of people upset. But what you gonna do? Can't please everybody. What you gonna do? <sighs> man, let's go back to the phones and we'll get our next call in. Evan Russell coming up in about twenty. Hello and welcome in. Hey Tony, Bino. Yo, Brian, it's Musty. Hey Russ, uh, I'm I'm sick. I, I I'm not gonna be able to listen to it, Russell when he comes on. I love his stuff. I'll listen to the podcast. You guys get it up. When I'm, Best ever. When I'm done with when I'm done with my day, man. Everybody needs to listen to that tonight when they get a chance. Unbelievable. They so can go back. Hey, um, my two things are are directly related to baseball and to the, a catcher's perspective. Um, man, there's only one guy facing out. And it's his job to stay second base year ball or maybe third base year ball or nobody cross the pitcher's mound and go try to field it. How about that? And I want to know if you guys maybe ask Evan about in their system, like every other baseball system that, you know, throughout time, it's the catcher's job to decide who's going to, you know, be fielding that pop up. I know the wind's involved, but I want that question asked if you guys can. And there's no question that's going to be asked. Doesn't be one of the first things out of our mouth. Beautiful, beautiful. And the other one is, in the first inning on Thursday night with Joel on the mound, they had a run in because uh, the first guy got on base, then we got Morgan out, then Cruz does what Cruz does, and you just got to live with it. Mm -hmm. But then Tanks is at the plate with Cruz on second, first base is open, we have it out. Thank you. We have him in a one-two count. 
and it's okay to walk their last really scary bat right there and, and put the double play in order. First and second doesn't hurt you anymore. And what do we do? We groove a fastball that gets hit into the gap. Same thing that happened at Missouri. In the first inning on the first day at Missouri, we had pitch, had batters in 0-2 or 1-2 count and four consecutive ones. Same count, and they all got extra base hits. Not one time did we make them chase. Or say it's okay to go to first base and put the double play in order. Guy on second, we keep throwing fastballs down the middle. Unbelievable. It is. Uh, the other night we had a situation where a base opened and they chose to pitch to Cruz. And I'm going, what What are we doing? I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, but you're right. You get a one-two count. We are grooving way too many way too many hittable one-two pitches me now this can and that was a theme we were talking about that last week with evan this continues to be a theme yeah that that has been an issue um and uh it's it's a magical thing but command is i still think command is the biggest issue for both chases um and i maybe Maybe Evan can can shed some light on why he thinks they're having those issues. But both guys refuse to make hitters chase, though. To Rusty's point, yeah, use the name Chase. How about slaughter in the dirt? Yes, yeah. dirt ball. To me, that's 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 part of commanding what you're doing. Uh, oh that's, yeah, that's that's part of it. nowhere that no way that's where you want to throw the ball, right? Because the ball tanks got uh, Rusty was right in his face. I mean, it was like so hittable. I could have hit that ball. Right. It, it, was, it, was, it was on a platter. I, I don't know. I feel like it's some of the pitch. I, I feel like our staff is fantastic and Anderson's phenomenal, but I feel like they're against we, – we're the – SEC staff, pitching-wise, we're really high on the list yep. overall, and we lead the conference, conference in walks allowed. Yep. And I think it's just our staff, our, our coaching staff does not want to put people on base any way, shape, form, or how. They don't want to do it. And they're going to, like, go attack in one, two counts is what I think it is. And I wanted to maybe see if y'all can pull Evans here on that, too. But, guys, I appreciate it. I got to get y'all. Thank you. That will that will certainly come up in our uh, Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings presented by our friends at TLD Logistics with Evan Russell, which I've been told by people all over the world is must-listen to and I break it out as a podcast as well, uh, compendium to Matt Dixon's TLD Logistics Short Porch. We go back to our phones on a Monday. Hello and welcome into our next calls. We're working our way through our second hour here on the radio with you. Hello. Hey, Tony. It's Holly. Hey, Holly. Welcome in. Well, I just wanted to congratulate Kim Mulkey and the LSU women's basketball team. I uh, didn't see it coming, but... You know, I think they deserved it. A couple of takes I had from the weekend was, even though it wasn't the LSU game, I thought that the Friday game between South Carolina and um, uh, Iowa was maybe one of the best, if not the best, basketball game for women's basketball that I've ever seen. I couldn't believe it. It was so enjoyable. And um, to me, that kind of was the championship game to me. But anyway. um, It's interesting. I I think that... uh, Everyone kind of needs to get over the the toughness on the floor of the players because, um, you know, we've been 
our boys team was bragged about that all the time this season. And, you know, I kind of just caught the competition. I thought that, you know, apparently that you can't see me, you can't see me thing is a, a thing that young people know about with something in the wrestling world or something. I don't know. But um, John anyway, Cena. Yeah, John Cena. You yeah, can't see me. You can't see me and all that, you know, and that's just them being young, I guess, and competitive. But the thing that kind of bothered me Friday night was the post game with Coach Staley, who I think is probably the best coach in the country right yep, now. Yep. Um, when he brought up after their defeat, the kind of, I thought there were a little bit weird comments about the uh, things that people called her team. And the tough, because they were tough and this, that, and the other. I, unless somebody, now the monkey comment, if someone said that, they should be identified and called out because that's horrible and that is clearly racist. But you know, if someone said to me that we're going in and have to fight Staley's team like we're at a bar fight, I would consider that a compliment. Yes. Great. You're going to have to give us all you get because it is going to be a bar Bar fight. fight. I agree with that. And I don't I don't know quite where she was coming from. Maybe she was just upset in the moment. She was sore losing is where she was coming from. That's where yeah, she was uh, she was sore losing. She's won. I mean look, she's what won they won a what, a couple championships there? Come on now. Yeah. That's very very unfortunate for her not to say, Hey, you know what? That kid across the across the uh across the way from us is that's what we call generational talent. You don't see that every day. Yeah. And, you know? and I thought that was disappointing, you know, yeah. given that we had such a, it, it, we've had such a great weekend for women. Oh, my God. That was uh, as good as it gets. Yeah. If those officials didn't get in the way yesterday, that was going to be, if they don't let those kids settle that thing on the court, and that goes both ways. I mean, they caught a ticky-tack foul on that Reese uh, girl, uh, her second foul yesterday in the second half, in the, in the, first quarter which was ridiculous i mean you, you can't come on now this is a this is a championship game let the kids play that was bad back and forth on both teams bad to be objective and not really have a dog in the fight because yeah. they're doing but um as for mulkey and her outrageous outfit oh my gosh um, i think that's just her shtick you know she's 60 years old i have a clothing store and i just women that after they reared their children, yep. you know, and all that, they kind of just are like, I'm tired of being told what to do, and I'm just going to be who I am. And I kind of think that's part of what she's doing now. And I think she also connects with her kids, her cut, her, her uh, basketball team, by being fun and just crazy out there. Because those outfits are getting crazier and crazier. And uh, I mean, what is she going to do, like, Holly like dress like Madonna for because they're doing a championship parade for them. She gonna dress like Madonna for that or like on the float or you know if it's like an eighty degree day. I mean, what are we gonna do? He may have one of those flying backpacks on and then fly out over the crowd. I mean, who knows? I mean, she reminds me. I think that what she reminds me of, and I don't mean this derogatory. I just yeah. think it's funny. I think she looks like Barbie's mother that has raised her kids and gone through mental. <laughs> Barbie's mother. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard, Holly. Incredible. Barbie of Ken and Barbie fame. Barbie's mom's all grown up. She comes with the makeup kit and the 
I mean, gone. good gosh almighty. And her histrionics yesterday on the sidelines, that whole thing, Holly, with the uh, bumping the official. At one point, she was over there elbowing the official to show him what the, the elbow that was thrown. I always thought if you touch an official, it's a technical foul, Holly. Apparently not in her world. And the, and the uh, ref pushed her back. And I thought, girl, you went too far. You need a technical call on you. And they I'm don't not, call her. They're how not, could they, how could they call a technical on Clark and then not call that? It's coach? incredible, Brian. If I'm an Iowa fan today, I'm sitting there going, now, wait a second. Wait a second here. Wait a second. It just shows you how non-regal they are in that sport. Oh, Iowa doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. Iowa's not even. But here's the other thing. Yeah. They, they, how, how bizarre is it that LSU has never played for a championship in that sport, in that in that particular sport? I did not realize that until the Shocking. Season. Yeah, thanks, to, uh, thanks shocking. to Pat Summit and Lady Vols who kept them from doing that. I, it was shocking. Because let's face it. Kim Mulkey is in the generation of Pat Summit. I mean, oh, yeah. And you hear her talk. She's a, a Southern girl. And she oh, yeah. And she has a lot of the vernacular in her her voice that sounds very Pat-like. So, very much. I, but the uh, the only uh, serious thing I want to say, because I, well, first of all, I'm glad that Dino got to see the game, and he admitted he liked it. That was great. And, um the last thing that I do want to say is, you know, I'm all for free speech, and I know calling shows you're supposed to kind of say and bitch and gripe and do whatever, but I'm glad you all called out Titans Bills for his comments on the player's look. It's ridiculous. I don't think that we do that to male players, and that's not fair. I agree with that. And that all that does is add fuel to the crazy woke culture where we have to tiptoe around yep. and we can't. Enjoy sports. Yes. And we're better than that. And if, if, you know, you can't say something nice about somebody's looks, just don't say it at all. And I, he's, we're better than that. We're balls for life. And yeah. I'm not trying to be a goody two-shoes, but, you know, let's keep it elevated. No, there's just no point in that. And, that, that you know, look, really and, and there's there's no need for it. And that's why I blew him. And he better come with an apology tomorrow. If he wants back in our good graces, he better come with an apology. And I'll forgive yeah. him. I enjoy him very much. Yes. About his comments. I look forward to his comments, but I wish he would think about what he said. And all that does is divide us, and we don't need that. No. So um, finally, I just want to say I can't wait to hear from Evan and thrilled to death Tony V's on Tuesday because I think the baseballs are coming together. They're coming. They, they, were, they had some little problems this weekend, but I think the clouds are parting and the sun is about to shine, so go Vols. Go Vols and... At least the sunshine at somewhere. It's like 50-ish here today, 48, 45. I can't figure this weather out, y'all. It's like one day it's like 75 here, and the next day it's in like the 40s being star. And I'd rather it be in, rather it be in the 70s. The weather is as consistent as Olivia Nakama was. Well, we're getting – well, that's a good point. We're getting uh, – like this weekend, have you guys seen the advanced forecast for the Florida series? Temperature is going to be in like in the fifties. Well, that's that'll be hard on them, I'd say. I would say that's true. They'll probably be bum- used to it. They'll probably be bundled up like us. Maybe, in Missouri. maybe they'll, yeah, maybe they'll they'll come up here and, and the cold will beat them like you know, it did Tennessee at Missouri. Boy, those three losses at Missouri guys guys are ringing are just weighing on this deal. I uh, want to get back to what she said about 
LSU never winning a title before. Yep. And they they actually came very close that one year that I guess Candace won her second. They had to have a tip in at the buzzer to win that national semifinal game by one point over them. That Sylvia Foles was a great, great, yeah, that, great that was, player. That was probably LSU's last good chance who, to do it until who, now. Who was the coach down there, Brian, who was fraternizing with the players? She had it going there for a while. What was her name? Pokey, uh, Pokey Chapman. But Pokey I think that was Chapman. Chancellor's first year. That he, he actually came in after she got Pokey terminated. Chapman. She built a real nice team there. Yes, she did. She got caught like fraternizing, I think, was a, was what happened. Let's yeah, go back to our a, phones. Wasn't, wasn't good. A good situation. Let's go back to our phones, get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, Lee. Uh, that, so I guess if the that title game today wasn't surreal enough, I guess I'd Bill's comments on it today. <laughs> the, like, like that game yesterday, it was a really good basketball game, but that whole thing was a circus. Man. Like, what, what, are, what are we doing with those refs? Like I'm like I don't know if that's a normal thing in like women's college basketball, but are the refs always that bad? I mean, I mean Lee, Lee well, what now? We all know that these people have a have a panel that grades these uh, officials, and the officials that have the best tournament move forward. And my comment is this: if that's the best your sport has to offer, cast a wider net. Start looking at middle school officials. Uh, people calling games over at the University of Tennessee in the uh, in the hyper building uh, for intramurals. I mean, cast a wider net. You've got to do better than that. It's a good thing there's not a Rephalitics Judd in the women's deal because Rephalitics Judd's head, if he would have graded yesterday's game, Bino would have been spinning like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. Good night. What in the I mean, world? A lot's been made about how many eyes were watching that. Like, how, you know, the attention that it got, and then you put that out on, and, and that's your product. Like, I was just laughing. It got to the point where it was just hilarious. When they called I mean, that fourth foul, Lee, for rolling the ball back, rolling, not throwing it back, yeah. not slamming it on the ground, not screaming an F word, she didn't say, I, I was proud of Rebecca Lobo, who said she didn't even say anything. Rebecca Lobo was like, that's the lamest technical foul call I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, Mulkey, but that, I mean, I don't even know how to describe what she's, how are you acting like that on the sidelines? Like, what, what is that? That's what like, is that? Right. Like, I would have gone right over to her as an official and said, hey, Kim, look, love your outfit, by the way. Sit the hell down. And, and shut up. I mean, We've had I, enough of you. I, I, don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it, it sucks because I thought it took away from a good basketball game. Yep. Got, you, know, all, all, you know, those women can play. Oh, man. Danette, Caitlin Clark, Danette, and that girl from LSU yesterday shooting that three ball and banked in two of them. I mean, you know it's your day when you're banking in three. Look like me in my driveway back in the day. Three, three, uh, banking them in. The only thing missing was a Titans Bill commentary at halftime, I guess. But I don't know. Hey, um, I think Rusty said it. Rusty and Bino said it was right. That the the pop fly is the catcher. The catcher's got to call that. It's like I just texted you. Like a lot of these defensive issues for Tennessee, you'd be amazed at how many of these defensive issues you fix when you get um, a real alpha catcher back there um, that your team respects. Because the, the, the catcher, that's that's his field. 
Like he, that's that's him. He he's the captain out there. That's that's his field for nine innings. Um, he'd be amazed how, how many of those defensive issues go away when you get a real catcher back there. I think a lot of your pitching issues or command issues will get a lot better too once you start um, getting somebody back there that knows how to frame pitches, that knows how to give uh, consistent targets. Um, now I don't know what their process is for how they call pitches in on that that wrist thing or whatever, and what signals they're getting, and and if the pitcher and the catcher are always on the same page. But we always got a different catcher back there anyway. Um, I, I don't know the inner workings of that because I'm not in the dugout, so I don't know how that goes. But um, you need to solidify your catching position. I think a lot of these issues will go away. Will you, uh, Bino? Will you artfully and tactfully ask that of Evan in our next segment? Can I count on you? About the catcher thing. Yeah, I, I will, and I, I think I think Lee's correct. Now, you know, I I, I think that Dicky looked much better this week behind there, just from a mechanic standpoint, blocking balls and that kind of thing, than he did uh, uh, the first time that we saw him out there uh, the weekend before. I, I think so too. Yeah, so, uh, I think so too. And I do think our lineup is better when he's the catcher, but uh, yeah, we we've got uh, that's. Those little things are things that uh, aren't probably aren't ingrained in Dickey right now. Uh, so right, that, that's there's just so much nuance important. to it. And, and, and I know, I know, Evans went had to go through it last year, and Dickey's going through it this year. And listen, God, God bless those kids for for doing it. But but I'm sorry, in my opinion, I don't think you should be put in a position where you got to pull position players off at this level of baseball um, to play catcher. Yeah, there's so much nuance behind it. There's so many little things you have to know. I mean, you you have to be the smartest player on the field. Mm. Um, you have to be thinking with every single pitch. I mean, and, and like I said, that that's your field. And like I said, all the other errors that are made um, out in the field that you don't think the catcher has anything to do with them, I can promise you it does. Because if you've got a real catcher back there in Alpha that's telling them after the first time, listen, I know mistakes, we're going to make mistakes, it's going to happen, but well, let's try to focus a little bit more. After the second or third time, the catcher is generally the person those players respect the most. He's playing the position nobody else wants to play on the field. Right? He's the one that's in taking an ice bath, getting bumps and bruises. Um, they respect him. So when your catcher comes up to you and says, "Hey, man, um, you got to start fielding new position, man," you know that that's that, that's something that that's different from when a coach says it. So, like I said, it's just it's my opinion that you, you've got, and I know they've had issues like the Austin P guy was supposed to be a catcher, and then they tried to get the Skeens guy. So I know it hasn't worked out the way they wanted to at that position, but you've got to be able to get somebody back there um, that that's in, that's at that level that, that understands all the nuances of the game. So I think you'll see a lot of these issues get cleaned up. And I'm not, it's nothing against Dickey or anybody else. It's just I, I, I don't think they're legit catchers. But, I mean, it's just my opinion on it. All Thank these you. little things that keep happening, I, I think, are, are going to end up costing this team until they figure them out. I mean, you, you've got you can't got so do much that. Talent. Yeah, you just can't let those little things kill you. No. Anyway, I love Thank you, guys. Lee. Thank you. Love you too. Hey, when you're playing a uh, legit opponent like LSU, I can't. I can't just can't imagine how a pitcher feels having to get five outs in an inning like that. Five outs. Yeah, against I, that lineup. Against that lineup. And I, I, I do think that that's been <clears throat> a shortcoming is that we, we haven't recruited a true catcher that can swing the bat five outs yeah that's that's a interesting point evan russell on the other side it's uh, tld logistics 
overdrive overtime coming your way, coupled with a TLD Logistics uh, extra innings. Great Evan Russell on the other side of this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. 
We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Benjamin Sanders with the Columbia Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis is hosting its annual Sporting Clays fundraiser at the Murray County Gun Club on Saturday, April 15th. Columbia Kiwanis supports the Imagination Library in Murray County for children's literacy. Shooters of any age and skill are welcome to shoot, either as a team or an individual. Scholarships are available for youth to participate. Find us on Facebook, check out our website, or call Suzanne Ganser at 615-939-1928. We hope you join us for this great event. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. As a prelude to our next segment, I'm, I'm thinking that Evan Russell's going to be in the house at some point this weekend. And I'm going to ask him if Tennessee continues to feel the way that they do, is he going to bring some juice boxes and some treats for the players after the game because they were fielding literally like like it was Little League Baseball. i got to ask him what their go-to treat was when they were traveling. Uh, Bino, did you get, did you used to get treats, Bino, in your day? Did you used to get, did they used to bring treats out to you guys when you played? Tony, I didn't play soccer. I played baseball. And it's against that backdrop that we roll today with the great Evan Russell. Let's hit the intro. It's time for EI with ER, presented by TLD Logistics. It's Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings with Evan Russell, presented by TLD Logistics. Online at tldlogistics.com. Well, Evan's had to play infield, outfield, and catch, and when you're a catcher, you basically are an extra pitching coach on top of knowing that position real well, and then a tremendous career as a hitter. So he's about as well-rounded of a guy as you're going to get. He's really going to, I think, have some insight on locker room or kind of looking out on the field and maybe picking up on the fact like, man, this guy wasn't nervous or this guy was nervous. This guy didn't react very well to a bad call. Uh, If he'll be natural and authentic to who he is, which is why he's so fun to be around on the air, somebody's going to have to give him some money to keep him around because he'll be phenomenal at it. Now let's get in the game with Evan Russell and the team at tclub.team. Tony Basilio in your Ramier studio here. Studio Control, beautiful Knoxville. The great Evan Russell's with us. Brian Hartman alongside with Bino Jeff Henderson. And ER, your uh, head coach there just said, if you'll be honest, being honest about it, I I don't know that I've ever been more confused coming out of a series than I am right now because part of me is really, really encouraged and part of me is, is really angry over that series. So, and I don't know which, but where are you 
as we uh, welcome you in for another week here with us, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics Online, tldlogistics.com. Evan, good to talk to you, man. Yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, I, I guess I'll start off by saying I am bought in. And I'll tell you why. I'm bought in because they have the firepower. You know, they've made mistakes. You clearly saw the mistakes that were made. But at the end of the day, they had the ability to go blow for blow with a very, very, very good team um, in our conference and a very good team in the country. So I, I think I think they have the ability to go as far as they want to. It's really, uh, I think a, I think that is a worthwhile perspective. That's how I feel. I talked to Bino after the game two loss. And, you know, I told you this is just not my nature with my uh, Negaval, Negadelphian uh, general leanings to feel the way I feel. But I'm with Evan. Uh, I saw a lot that leads me to believe this team can play some really high-level baseball before this thing's over. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm with both of you. I, I didn't um, – I wasn't sure I was going to see a team – uh, that looked like that they weren't overcome uh, by the environment and by the opponent. Uh, that wasn't the case to me at all in anything that I saw. It looked like a team that went down there thinking they could win the series uh, and just didn't do the little things that it takes to do it. But as as far as what I think it meant going forward, I think we saw more positives than negatives. Elaborate on that, Evan, in terms of just unpacking the way you feel. Yeah, I thought that they saw a very, very well-rounded staff in LSU. Um, I didn't see anyone throwing under 98 for the first two games. So that they were putting up good at bats. Uh, the young guys stepped up, especially the outfield. I thought the outfield took a tremendous step. Um, and improving this past weekend. I think we're starting to see more of an identity um, and each person solidifying their spot out there. Um, but I also see that once they got to some pitchers that weren't throwing 98 miles an hour, they, they put on some, uh, they put up some runs and they did some things that an offense is supposed to do uh, that Sunday or that Saturday game. So um, I, I was very impressed. Clearly they have some things to clean up. Um, but they are super young, but they are they're they're full of talent, and it's nice to see that. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack from the series because situationally there were some weird things. Tony did some things that were head scratching that worked out, and then he did some things that were head scratching that didn't. Um, so we have that to talk about. The fact that uh, the pitching staff in these in these SEC games, the starters remain really mysterious. They continue to get into favorable counts and give in when they're in favorable counts. It's really been strange, hasn't it? The beginning, the first nine league games have been, from a starting pitching perspective, Evan, have been really strange. Yeah, and I really don't know how to even analyze it because the stuff is still there. Thank you. Um, you know, they, they still have the ability to do what they did last year and even more because, I mean, they're, they're more experienced. Uh, they're still lighting up the radar guns. Their, their off speed is still landing for strikes. Um, at this point, I almost think that 
it's got to be a little mental mental block that they can't get past, which I could be completely wrong um, because just looking at them, Chase Burns and Chase Dollander and Drew Beam, they still look phenomenal. Uh, Drew Beam was topping at 98 miles an hour this past weekend, and he, he didn't do that once last year. So um, they've improved tremendously, um, but right now the, the performance is just not matching up, which um, hopefully they can get that turned around. And, Bino, you were saying earlier about the pitching staff. Um, add your perspective here. Well, I, I, I think Evan said kind of what I did. I it, it just looks like more command issues to me than it does stuff issues. Uh, and uh, Evan is, uh, when, when I look at this pitching staff, may, maybe I'm being overly tolerant here. But when I look at our starting staff, I think we know who they are. I think we've got other areas of our team that we're not sure what they are. I think we know who these guys are. And I think as this SEC season progresses, we're going to see them come back to closer, not all the way, but closer to what we saw last year. Do you see anything as you watch them that indicates that they will not come back to closer to the north? No, I don't. And and that's why I'm, I'm really not that worried. Um, you know, if it gets later, if it gets into the 20th, 21st game of, of conference play and it's still going this way, uh, I might start raising some concerns from my, my point of view, but I'm not, I'm not too worried just because, like I said, the, the numbers say it all. You know, they're still throwing high below. Um, you know, they're, I think that they're trying to strike out too many people potentially, but, um, you know, I, I think the more relaxed they get, and especially the more comfortable they get with the offense being able to put up runs and the defense playing behind them, um, I, I think that the better uh, their performance will be. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Bree's Homemade Ice Cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom of Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. fun event to take the family to, Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I'm at Foodland in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. It is clean, bright, and stocked with everything you could possibly want from a grocery store. I am speaking with Miles Johnson, manager here. Miles, what's happening at Foodland this week? Well, this week we have some really good things going on, just like T-bone steaks, $4.99 a pound, Boston butt pork roast, $1.79 a pound, five-pound bag of golden potatoes, $3.99 each, green cabbage, 49 cents a pound, and sun-dropped 12-packs, two for nine. Oh, wow. And Miles, I'll tell you a tale. I stopped by here Saturday. 
Carpenter. He got the fellas in the back to cut me two inch and a half pork chops. We had them this weekend. They were absolutely delicious, and the price was quite reasonable. Your meat department is known far and wide. I'm glad to hear that. They do a great job. Miles, talk about your days now. We're open seven days a week, open from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. here at 427 West 7th Street, right next to the post office. Okay, folks, I am here at Foodland in Columbia, Tennessee, beautiful downtown Columbia, talking with Miles Johnson, manager. Miles, have a great mule day and a great week. Thank you. You too. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.